This is James from the Jim Polycast. On this episode, I'll talk about radicals, radicals, radicals. You hear that term thrown around all over the place. I heard it on almost every ad here in Texas, uh, especially from Republicans. Uh, radical Democrats, radical social agenda, radical, radical, radical. You hear Democrats calling Trump supporters radicals and, you know, the radical right, the radical Republicans. This, this is a, a definitely a scare term. I think the label radical is definitely overblown in, in this current election cycle. And honestly, it's been overblown for a while. There's very few actual radicals in this country. Yeah, you know, if you're a Democrat, you think these rowdy Trump supporters are radicals. And yeah, the ones that stormed the, the Capitol definitely are. But by and large, a significant portion of these Trump supporters don't, don't actually support those efforts on January the 6th. And they're, they're not extreme in that. Do, do they want a different direction for government? Yeah, that's why they voted for Trump. But it doesn't mean they're extreme doesn't mean they're radicals. And, you know, for me, as uh, one of the more liberal uh, individuals in the country, you know, I am a Democrat, so, um, you know, you got to register really as one of the two parties, to be honest. So uh, until that's over, I'm going to be a Democrat. And I am definitely amongst the more liberal Democrats. But to call me a radical is, it's inaccurate. Because I literally want what a lot of our other ally countries already have and have had for decades. What I'm asking for isn't an extreme ask. It's something that is pretty commonplace throughout a, a lot of the, the, the more developed industrialized nations. Um, you know, even, even in countries like Israel, where, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, there's conflict um, and, 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 and that sort of stuff. It, they have a universal health care system. They, and, and we, we give them plenty of money to help with their defense. So in, in a way, we help subsidize Israel's universal health care system. You know, it, it, it's not extreme to want something like that. It's not extreme to want tuition-free universities. You know, it, it's not extreme to want small government. It's, it's not extreme to want smaller taxes, less regulation. This, this label of, of radical, of extremists, it doesn't apply to a vast majority of Americans regardless of whether you supported Trump or Biden or Hillary or Bernie or Elizabeth, it didn't matter. There's very, very, very few radicals, true radicals in this country. Now, again, January 6th, there are plenty of radicals there. And, and by and large, nobody amongst the Trump supporters supported the efforts on January 6th. So you can't say that it's all these extremists, and it's just not true. Now, do I think that um, you know the, that that Donald Trump wasn't a good president? Yeah, of course. 
Do I disagree with a lot of the ideas of smaller government, us regulation, that sort of stuff? Yes. But would I consider somebody who voted for Trump and, and, and hold those values or those views, uh, would I consider them to be an extremist or a radical? No. Um, in fact, many of my family members have those exact views and did, in fact, vote for Trump. And when you hear them talk, they don't talk like Tommy Lauren. They don't talk like Marjorie Taylor Greene. They don't talk like Matt Gates or, or in Texas, the, the, the person who inspired this episode uh, is uh, Dan Patrick, uh, the lieutenant governor, the, the radical Democrats and the extreme left agenda. And the, you know, that, that none of this is real. It's people with differing ideas on where this country should go because it doesn't represent the majority of Americans. It represents the Americans who have the most money and who can buy the influence in Washington and in the state houses and in the local governments. That's what it's about. We're all trying to get our power back for our government to be really and truly for the people. We have differing ideas on it, but it doesn't make all of us extremists or radicals for having that. And I'm tired of hearing this trope over and over again. You're not an extremist. You're not a radical if you voted for Trump. You're not a radical if you want single-payer health care. You're not a radical if you want people to learn our accurate history so we don't repeat it. You're not a radical if you want border security. You're not a radical if you want 1% of the population to have the opportunity to experience their life in a way that fulfills them. That's the transgender individuals, if, if you're not uh, uh, familiar with what I was getting at there. But the, the overall point is we all have differing views. We may not agree on how these views uh, we may not agree on these views is a better way to put it. We may not agree on how to solve some of these issues. That does not mean we are radicals. It doesn't mean we're extremists. And I hope that at some point we stop using those terms because they're scare terms. That's all they are. You know, when I heard Dan Patrick, and when you hear, uh, I, I heard, uh, uh, you know, Governor Abbott, and, and his campaigns against Beto, extremism, extremism, radicalism, radicalism, it's fear. Fear is so easy to use as a motivator for pretty much anything. It's easier to scare someone into doing something you want than it is to inspire them to do something you want. It's so much easier to instill fear to get somebody to complete a task than it is to lead by example and to show someone how to adequately com you know, complete the task. Yell and scream at them, tell them that if they don't get it done, this, this, and this is going to happen, and they just run right to it. Are they happy about doing it? No, but I guess they get it done. That's the overall point, to stoke fear to get people to vote for them. Because it's easier to get them to vote based on fear than it is to get them to vote based on inspiration of the, uh, on their body of work. And guess what? The Republicans aren't the only ones that do it. The Democrats do it just as bad. Why do you think they didn't codify Roe? 
they could have easily passed laws. Well, I wouldn't say easily, but they could have at least attempted to pass some law to codify Roe after the Supreme Court overturned it. But it's really hard to fearmonger on a problem that you solved, right? If they were to solve abortion and codify it, they couldn't scare people to the polls to ensure they keep their power so they can then codify it after they get their power back, if they even do. And the same thing goes for Oberfell and, and, and marriage equality. They could have done something about it. And I am hopeful that my prediction is wrong. I think based on how the midterms are shaking out, I don't think, I don't think the Republicans are going to have enough of a majority for the Supreme Court to, to overturn Oberfell. I think the ramifications from overturning Roe weighed heavily on these midterms. I think the Supreme Court learned their lesson, and hopefully they will back off of Oberfell, and the Democrats won't have to pass anything to codify marriage equality. But again, they could have done that and avoided all of the fear leading up to even this where Oberfell is threatened. There's plenty of fear-mongering that goes on. There's plenty of, of things that both sides didn't get done so they can scare people to the polls. And it starts with this extremist, radicalist-type uh, labeling that sends people to the polls in fear. When in actuality, all they're afraid of are their own citizens who have legitimate concerns and ways that they want to fix it and opinions on it. And they differ from yours, but it doesn't make them a radical. It doesn't make you a radical for wanting term limits. It doesn't make you a radical for wanting to end partisan gerrymandering. It doesn't make you a radical for wanting to figure out an equitable housing situation so we can heal the wounds caused by redlining. It doesn't make you a radical for wanting to ensure that farmers get adequate help from our government. It doesn't make you a radical for having a lot of these common sense views, these very common views that plenty of Americans hold. Are they differing views? Yes. Are we different from sea to shining sea? Every person is different. Do we have different viewpoints? Obviously. Do these different viewpoints make you an extremist? Do they make you a radical? Absolutely not. You are not a radical. What makes you a radical is storming the Capitol to try and overthrow our democracy. What makes you a radical is using violence and fear and hatred to get people to the polls in ways that go beyond the general fear-mongering that you see today. You don't really see any of that. You can make a case maybe Donald Trump got to that extreme, but even then, I don't think so. I don't think he gets to that extreme. I think he gets pretty close to it, but even then, I don't know that he's a radical. It was just different. No more than when Bernie was a radical. They're not a radical for having common views. They're just different. And we have to get back to accepting different.
and debating it, talking about it, and understanding that maybe, just maybe, not everybody has the answers and we can listen. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Jim Polycast. Be sure to like the Jim Polycast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a good night.